0: a green was shocked today as police arrived to investigate two grisly minds to say the women's feet were sewn together at the bottom of the floor to mere images of each other
1: The door in the alleyway was hardly visible beneath the heaping shadows of the city, and seemed unlikely to lead to anything but the lowliest of accommodations. Once beyond the door, I encountered a species of darkness that I had come to expect from the forgotten corners of the city, having some portion of its construction owing to an elder blackness that, should it choose, could stand firmly against even the brightest light. However. These shadows were not to be trusted, as they answered only to the Lords of Nighthead. The tunnel beyond the door was winding, and remarked upon the basest kind of usage, sporting litter and dampness as a chameleon would put on the colors of its surroundings, tempting one to put aside curiosity and accept illusion. Only after I had traveled further than any accidental or casual observer would have, did the passageway begin to offer up small hints as to its ultimate destination, along with the possible identity of those who conducted the darkly rambling course. Granted, normal eyes would never have seen past the alien dark, and even with the assistance of artificial light, trespassers would have been confronted only by the masks that ancient darkness dons tricking all but the most attentive of inquiries. But I spoke some small portion of the shadow's murky lexicon, and so the darkness admitted a sliver of my vision into the primordial places hidden away behind it. There were batteries filled with darkness at every turn. Objects that had set for miniature eternities beyond even the weakest touch of light, filling with the pitch that defied the stars. Everything here had been infused with the oldest shades. The stone of the floor had been inlaid with grave dust, and pressed into the walls were forgotten toys recovered from crumbling attics and cellars. Alien-esque bones that had lived longer under the earth than mankind had walked upon it dwelt here, among some of the oldest funerary idols ever offered to the groaning bowels of the world. These ancient artifacts magnified the common darkness into otherworldly bastions for the walking dark. The true High Priests of the Order of Nox. When I reached the end of the tunnel, I encountered a large cavern, the entire back wall of which was carved in the image of a great fanged maw. Before the wall sat a man upon a large seat hewn from a great protrusion of onyx. He seemed part of the cavern itself. Then his eyes opened, and I could feel him looking upon me from every pore of gloom that haunted the chamber, his voice was the sound of nightfall and the spaces beneath beds.
0: Stand here,
1: he said, gesturing to a small platform to his left. I said nothing, only did as he instructed. When I assumed a place upon the dais, the man rose from his seat and pulled a lever that seemed to appear from the wall. Within seconds, I was descending deeper into the earth. How long I traveled, or how deeply I descended, I cannot say precisely, save only that I was lowered to a depth that made the caverns beneath Lastragon seem like the shallows before the rim of a deep sea. At some point during my descent, the walls around me disappeared giving way to a vastness that, like the titan ghost of some long-dead prehistoric sky, opened dark and primal, offering black heavens to the dead and damned. There was movement all around me. I was reminded of sharks gliding casually around their intended prey. Regardless of how much I strained, even my eyes failed to pluck shapes from the surging void. I was hesitant to summon my sisters, despite their pleading. I had been invited to this place, and a show of arms could be poorly received. The platform settled atop something solid, the sound echoing within a great emptiness. I was unsure how to proceed, as there was but oblivion and silence to greet me. Suddenly. Cold words floated up to me from below. I shouldn't be impressed that you
0: chose to come, being who and what you are. Yet I am impressed nonetheless.
1: The voice seemed inhuman, though not for a different arrangement of vocal mechanisms, but rather the odd modulations affected to the speaker's tone by way of what seemed an intervening mechanical filter. I could feel something drawing closer to me, from somewhere below, and I could hear the careful and repeated contact of metal meeting stone. No, I said, you shouldn't be. Then I sought to match the speaker's insinuated menace, saying, thank you for meeting with me, few others would take the risk. I could still hear the metallic stride in the wide silence around me, suggesting the approach of something rather large. I muted my family's howls for blood, and felt their silent and searing reproach. His words now drifted down from a height well above me. I assume we both know,
0: to some extent, who we're dealing with. This is for the good, I would wager. As far as your reason for coming to us, yes, we do know something of this shepherd of wolves. Please, sit, and we'll talk."
1: The darkness shifted into intelligible shapes and discernible distances. Not through the ordinary medium of light, but rather by some alien wavelength of darkness. It didn't expand on what could be seen, but only revealed what my mind was allowed to know. The darkness showed me my host, a large mechanized thing that stood well over eight feet tall. Great lengths of black cable tumbled from its back and slithered down a great stone stairwell that unraveled into oblivion. It looked something like a vintage deep diving suit, complete with the round iron helmet. The creature noticed my curiosity and offered a
0: justification for its attire. The dark, even at this depth, is far too bright for the likes of me. I must channel an older, greater darkness through the mechanical apparatus that you're now admiring, but let us discuss the matter at hand,
1: shall we?" I hadn't at that point adequately absorbed my surroundings within the underground world. As I seated myself at a small table, I realized we were situated atop a great black skyscraper carved from the dullest anthracite. It was but a single structure amid an endless cityscape, stretching beyond the dark horizon in every direction. This place was made to the specific comforts of living shadows. I was at last in the darkly fabled city of Undur. The thing that sat across from me was nourished by purest darkness and I could hear the kindle of shadows surging through the metal coils and tubers that adorned the being's armored exterior. For all of that, he was a perfectly pleasant host, even offering me a drink. I declined, of course. I was all too familiar with the sweet blackberry wine derived from the dark fruits of the deep forest, where the eldest Darkats were known to pray to strange gods. The inky beverages were discovered by some rather prominent occultists to contain spirits of a decidedly non-alcoholic variety. Without conversational nuances, my host began his exposition.
0: The Shepherd of Wolves is what my kind refers to as a unbegotten. These creatures are without beginning or end, and they seek nothing but the limits of their own pleasure. They have been known, from time to time, to put on a semblance of definition. Merely a trifling whim on their part, we suspect. The shepherd is greatly preoccupied with the fate and function of murderers, and has even fashioned games of death to satiate his fascination with killing and killers. Surely this last bit is why you have sought us. You are a player in one of his games, are you not? I am. I see. In the past, the Shepherds' contests were small, consisting only of a handful of participants and taking place across a relatively minute killing field. Yet since the darkness, all that has changed. The powers behind the night have been given substantially greater license To tarry beyond the threshold of our solid world To more completely master their desires The shepherd has gathered together some of the greatest of your kind And he means to see them outline mankind's darkest nature In blood and in death I know most of this, I
1: said What I seek is the precise meaning of the game, what is the purpose of it all. My words trailed into silence, leaving small whispering motes of insecurity as they traveled over black peaks and graven anthracite.
0: The last time a winner was declared, tens of thousands of people were found impaled upon the lifeless winter branches of an entire forest. The jaws of every man, woman, and child overflowed with the sparkling gold coins that littered the forest floor like yellow leaves at the height of autumn. At that time, there was a killer well known for this very treatment. That killer, it is believed, won the Shepherds' game.
1: I shook my head. Nearly every greedy child has at some time or another been forced to heed the cautionary tale of the golden leaves of winter, though the shepherd of wolves wasn't mentioned in any iteration I've ever heard. Despite my intrigue, this is far from the definitive answer I was hoping for," I replied. I was beginning to understand why the supplicants of the ancient darkness were willing to meet with me. The being from the deep darkness continued.
0: But you understand what might come of such a game, specifically one that reaches its conclusion after the great darkness. I could
1: feel the gloom around me, tighten, trying to hold me in my chair. I decided to answer the creature's question honestly. Certainly, entire populations of people could die, perhaps even entire countries. I know the identities of only two living players, myself and Jack Lantern, and I can only imagine the dreams that might spring from our killing fields. I can see it now, a nearly endless Halloween, burning dim and orange across half the world, clean carved smiles glowing from every window. Or perhaps it will be a global art gallery. Its exhibits filled to bursting with lost dreams, spilling weird and wonderful from coast to coast, immortal and explicit. But you don't care anything about that, do you? Your only concern is that Nighthead might come under the knife, yes. You don't need to say anything, I already know your answer. You wish to end the game by destroying its players. Thereby sheltering your own wicked industries from the shepherd's touch. It's the purely logical move for your kind to make, after all. I'm quite sure that somewhere upon your person, perhaps hidden in some strange metallic compartment, there rests the murder lists you've taken from the fallen players of the shepherd's game, players your kind have hunted down and killed. And now you would have my list. The being rose from the table and pushed a button on his armored forearm. With a tiny hiss of steam, a compartment opened on his belt and out tumbled no less than three kill lists. I decided to continue with honesty. I certainly don't hold any of this against you. And if it makes you feel better, I had no intention of leaving here without first tasting the shadows that swim through your veins. This could very well be my last time in your magnificent city, should I fall to Jack Lantern or some other player. I just couldn't leave without showing you my art, and basking in that older, greater darkness, as you put it. By the time the vision of the undercity, the rooftop, and the creature clad in solid shadow had been stripped from my sight, I had already memorized my surroundings. My father was fuming with stolen darkness as I roused him from red dreams, and while the alien dark was somewhat constrictive, it was not immovable. With a little effort, I rose and swung mightily at the oblivion where once I saw my host. As I had correctly assumed, the being wasn't the fastest of creatures and hadn't moved far from his seat at the table. My father collided with the armored thing sinking deep beyond the layers of steel into a near ethereal body of complete shadow. The being cried out, simultaneously loosing what sounded like gunfire. I had already shifted behind the creature when the worst of its weaponry had discharged, and the vantage allowed my sister to sever the cable from the creature's helmet. No longer fed its nourishing pitch, the Darkling collapsed. When I sought out the dead body within the armored suit, I found nothing. Merely a silken darkness that weighed slightly more than the surrounding silence. My aspirations for art dashed. I took up a new idea. Removing the severed nubs from the overlarge helmet, I replaced the cables and donned the armored suit. Breathing in a darkness I could have never imagined. Then, like some deep sea explorer, I began to probe the primordial depths of the dead Black City.
0: Today we'd like to introduce you to a great fantasy audio drama called Circe. The show is similar to Lord of the Rings, except that it focuses on an awesome gay sorceress on the planet of Elbion. Thyra is recording stories of her past to help regain her magical abilities. We learn of her life and how she came to be a member of the Cersei. If you're a fan of gay stories and characters, Lord of the Rings and Xena the Warrior Princess, you'll love this show. Check out Cersei on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.